Elhamdülillah. Elhamdülillahi lezî hedânâ lihâzâ ve mâ kunnâ linehtediye lâvlâ en hedânallâh. Allahu Teala âlimul gaybi ve şehâde feyunebbi'ukum bimâ kuntum ta'malûn. My dear brothers, in Islam, we greet you in the name of Allah's mercy. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. All praise and all thanks is due to Allah. We cannot thank Allah enough for having privileged us for having granted us the special gift, and that is the gift of life. Just to be able to see the sun come up once again today, what a blessing. And we thank Allah out of His love and His mercy that Allah has preferred us to remain alive. There are many people all over the world, they didn't reach the point of life today for they have passed on during the course of the night. And so we have to be grateful to Allah. If you ask any person who has no eyesight, speak to the blind man. And you ask him, my dear friend, blind man, if the miracle of Allah should touch your life now, and Allah will ask you through his miracle, my dear blind man, what is it that you want from Allah? He's not going to say, Ya Allah, give me a nice fat net bank checkbook. He's going to say, Allah, restore for me my eyesight. Ask any person who has lost his legs or his arms for that matter. If the miracle of Allah should touch your life now, and Allah asks you, what is it that you need of me? He's going to say, Allah, please restore me my health and my limbs so that I may be able to walk again. If the miracle of Allah should touch the life now of anybody who have lost loved ones, who have lost your mother and your father, your brother and your sister, and the miracle of Allah should touch your life now. And Allah say, what is it that you want from me? We are not going to say Allah, Give us the dunya. Say, Allah, retain, return for me the life of my mother or my father. That I, can, that I can just be able to see the radiance of a smile on their face once again. It is not going to happen. Because they have passed on. And through the hour of Juma, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to bestow on all those that have passed on his love and his mercy and shower the covers with his love and his nur. Today, 
We are here in the Masjid Khalil Rahman. This Masjid, by its very nature, is part of the history of South Africa. In fact, I am so grateful to be standing here in the footsteps of giants that have served South Africa in the name of the late Imam Simon, Abu Bakr Simon, Rahmatullah Alayhi. And I'm for a minute or two going to focus on some pivotal members of this community that have served this masjid. And we're looking at, uh, at names like Haji Ibrahim, Butabrema, Butabrema Shakir, who was the chairman. He has passed on. My personal friend, my personal friend, who went on the rampage to salvage the lives of the Palestinian people. A very small man by the name of Haji Usman Khali. We are looking at Haji Abdullah Bester who have passed on very recently. Haji Abdullah Tif Khali, who was a senior trustee of the masjid. Today, before I start off, I want to remind us, my dear brothers, and even the listeners, that this masjid is faced in an area where there's no community around the masjid. No neighbors next door and opposite. This masjid is in an isolated area in the heart of District 6. And like my home and your home have needs, and so has the house of Allah needs. And so my appeal is to you today, brothers, in whichever way you can, empty the pockets, empty the wallets, and come to the aid of the masjid, the house of Allah. For Allah says in the Quran, that all houses of prayer belongs to Allah. And may Allah grant the deceased and all those that have passed on an extremely high place in Jannah. You know, driving to the masjid, I was contemplating on what do we talk about today. And we cannot ignore the fact that there are indeed pivotal issues that are confronting the Muslim world. Serious issues even on our own doorstep, in our own homes. And that is the volatile situation with regard to family relationships. Family relationships disintegrated, fragmented to pieces. But that is not what I want to speak about. I have just returned from the land of Al-Quds, the land of Palestine. And it comes in the hadith of Nabi that he reminds us, he says, La tashaddu rihal illa thalatha masajid. When you travel the world, make sure that you do visit these masjids. And all three of these masjids have got historical value and spiritual heights in the, in, the, in the world of Islam. 
It comes in the, in the words of Allah. That Allah mentions, He says, أُولَٰئِكَ الَّذِينَ اشْتَرَهُ الْحَيَاةَ الدُّنْيَا بِالْآخِرَةِ There are those people in this world, they build huge empires of wealth. They hoard their wealth at the expense of those that are suffering. Look at the Muslim world. Everywhere around the Muslim world, Muslims in particular, are running around frantically out of desperation in search of help. And Allah tells us in the Quran, Inna al-Islam. There's no other choice for us. There's no other, no other, there's no other solution for us. There is no better deen for us but the deen of Islam. You build huge empires of wealth. Exploit people. Bring down people that are suffering. And this is the problem in the Muslim world. That there is an ongoing fight to retain position. Position of leadership at the expense of the poor people. Just yesterday, we saw on TV a boat carrying 600 refugees coming from Egypt. About 49 of them have perished, they have died. There are more than 2 million people in the world that are refugees in foreign countries. And this is no attempt to politicize the Jumu'ah. But at the end of the day, Allah demands the truth from us. Look at the leadership of the Muslim world. And if it was not for this, the corruption and the greed for power, I believe that Palestine would have been freed long ago. I just returned from Palestine. In the month of Ramadan in Palestine, the Saudi government sent to Palestine 35 tons of food. 35 tons of food. This food was blatantly refused to be accepted in the land of our goods. Because the people of Palestine don't want to sell their dignity to a leadership who collaborates with the enemies of Islam in the name of Saudi Arabia. The people of Palestine with all their tragedies and their difficulties, brothers, wallahi, their spirits is extremely high. So you capitalize on your power. You capitalize on your strength. And exploit the weak, the weak people. 
you murder and you kill. Husni Mubarak, for more than 40 years, he captured the lives of the Egyptian people. More than 40 years. He held the reins of tyranny. In a period of his 40 years of leadership, many people have been incarcerated and they died in the prisons of the land of Nabi Musa alayhi salatu wasalam. The wheels of justice is turning. It was called the Arab Spring that shook the world about three years ago. This young man, he had a doctorate in philosophy. He couldn't find a job in the land of Tunisia. Couldn't find a job. He resorted to taking a vanche, a cart, pushing the cart full of vegetables and go and sell it on the streets of Tunisia. Until the municipality in Tunisia came and they debarred him from selling his fruit, a doctorate in philosophy. And they confiscated his fruit, threw it all over the floor, and this poor man, he couldn't take it anymore. What he did was, he threw, in, in the Arab world, they don't say petrol, they call it benzene. He poured himself with benzene, and he killed himself. And that gave rise to what we call the Arab Spring, and it went like a wildfire from Tunisia. It went into Egypt. It went all over the Middle East. At the end of the day, the, the Shabab, the young people have reached a climax where they just cannot take it anymore. Egypt. Hundreds of Egyptian young people walking the streets in Cape Town and in South Africa selling rakams. That is the land where our children go and study at the Al-Azhar. The land of the Quran, the land of Nabi Musa. In fact, it's a land with great historical value, Quranic inscriptions about the life of Musa. وَإِذْ فَرَقْنَا بِكُمُ الْبَحْرَ فَأَنْجَيْنَاكُمْ وَأَخْرَقْنَا عَالَ فِرْعَوْنَ وَأَنْتُمْ تَنْذِرُونَ Have you not seen how we have destroyed that superpower in the name of Fir'aun? We have destroyed him. The sea went open for the salvation of the people of Nabi Musa And one would think that Fir'aun, the superpower, has died. And since his demise, many, many superpowers have sprung up all over the world. Let me come to Palestine. Palestine, the land called Al-Ardul Anbiya, the land of the prophets. It is the land that they have got historical Islamic value to the Muslim world. 
in that Allah on a single night, in a single journey, have taken our beloved Nabi, Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, on a night journey called the Mi'raj. In 1919, 1919, there was a well deliberate orchestrated plan by the West and the Allies to topple the was the general of the Israeli Defense Force, Moshe Dayan. When they asked him, what made you so successful without any, any uh, uh, resistance? You took over the land of Palestine. What, 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 what was attributed to your, your success? He says, no, the first thing we noted was the weakness and the disunity in the ranks of the Arab world. Since 1948, they set about this deliberate plan to uproot the lives of the people of Palestine and the Jews, the Christians, and the Muslims of that part of the world. They all share sentimental value to their religious historical places in the land of Al-Quds. And they have lived in harmony all the years in peace until the birth of Zionism in the name of Herschel, Theodore Herschel. In our seconds, what happened to Herschel school? Can Allah all Systematically, they went on the, on the rampage, coming in boats, Coming with all sorts of transport from all over the world, they came and they just fested themselves in the land of Palestine. 1948. 1948 was the year that dealt a devastated blow to the Arab world in the land of Palestine. And we believe it as Muslims. We believe in a great Allah. That liberation to the Palestinian people is not far off from now. The liberation for the Palestinian people is staring us in the face. And it is time that we are truthful about our own roles. What do we play in terms of liberating the land of Masjid Al-Aqsa? We cannot deny the fact that as South African people, we come from an historical background that we have witnessed the atrocity against human beings. For 300 years, we have experienced it. And incidentally, 1948 was the same year when Palestine was given to the, land, the Jews, the, 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 the Zionists. 1948, incidentally, is the same year that this country gave birth to apartheid. Let me remind us, 
Apartheid must be a strange word to our young people of today because they never experience the, the, you know, the situation, what it is to be in, the, in a situation in apartheid. Let me explain to us that the philosophy of the apartheid government at the time was if you are white, you stay right. If you are brown, you stick around. And if you are black, you stay at the back. The policies of apartheid was to construct and restructure settlements based on the color, race color. Black people, Nyanga, Langa, Guguletu, Kayalicha, for the so-called colored people, so-called colored people, Lavender Hill, Bonteville, Haiderfell, and this was called Pakistan for the Punkies. And then you have, for the so-called Indian in Rylands, Chichastan, Chichastan is uh, for the Indian people, Rylands, Craven Bee, and uh, Pelican Park, and all this. This is the birth of apartheid in our country. We have seen through the years how many people have offered and died for the struggle of justice in our country. And that's why it's become, it becomes very difficult for us to accept that we are not a people that can deny and alienate ourselves from the actual problem and the pain of the people of Palestine. If you visit the land of Al-Quds, Palestine, Wallahi, you will see the devastation that has been caused by the destruction of the Israeli Defense Force on, the, on, a, in a, on a people that are helpless. A little girl by the name of Umayyah in front of Masjid Ibrahim in Hebron. I asked her one day, I said to her, Umayyah, tell Uncle Ben, what is it, what is it that you want for yourself at your age? And what do you enjoy, what do you enjoy about your life at your age? She says to me, Uncle, I enjoy my family very much. And Uncle, I enjoy going home after school, even if there is no home. And I say to her, what do you mean there is no home? She said, uncle, my home was destroyed by the bombs, but we still go home. We cannot imagine, we cannot comprehend the suffering that these people are going through. Husni Mubarak. When they, shelled, when they shelled Palestine, Gaza, when they bombed Gaza, people started looking for shelter and refuge over the, the, over the Rafa border in Egypt. Husni Mubarak was the man who shut the borders. Many people have died. The border was only open at the time when, when Muhammad Mursi Hafid Muhammad Mursi 
He was at the reign of leadership in Egypt. The borders was open. People could enter freely. In fact, a convoy from South Africa under the leadership of our beloved Sheikh went through the borders with aid and material to supply the people of Palestine. And now, under Morsi, it's closed, sealed off. No help can come through the borders of Rafa. Husni Mubarak's wife, his name, her name is Susan. When Juma is over, we say Juma Mubarak. Oh Allah, bless this Juma. I can't say, Oh Allah, bless Susan. Susan Mubarak. At the height of it all, just make an analysis of the whole scene. What is behind it? What is behind the people suffering in Syria? Thousands of people from Syria, Syria, another country where our students go and study the deen of Islam. The bottom line it is this tyrannical wealth and superpower hold that holds over the Arab leadership. And I believe it's a matter of time that Allah will take over the reins and entrust good people to take the roles of the leadership of the world. You close your borders, and this is a lesson for us. We close our doors and our hearts. When my brothers come to me for help, I close, I seal off my heart. And in Surah Qiyamah, Allah says, Yaqulul insanu yawma idhin al mafar. But the day is going to come. A day is going to dawn in our lives that we are going to ask Allah, Yaqulul insan yawma idhin ayn al mafar. Oh Allah, oh Allah, look at the difficulty I find myself in. Oh Allah, where is your help? Kalala wazar. There will be no help. Capitalize. Capitalize on the suffering of the poor people. Nineteen ninety-four. The Ibrahimi Masjid in Hebron. These guys came in the masjid, the soldara. They started blowing the mosque. If you are looking at the mihrab in Masjid Ibrahim, you will still see the bullet holes. These people have no respect. No respect for human life. They go on a daily basis, the Israeli soldiers, they go on a daily basis, on a rampage. They stand in the alleys of the old city in Bethlehem looking for any sign to just to be just to taunt you and to harass you we have seen this pick the pick that floats around about this young girl in Palestine she was asked at the checkpoint 
to empty a school bag 14 years old. When she took too long to open the bag, they blew her to pieces. One old man, I'll never forget, at the Ibrahimi Masjid. Ibrahimi Masjid from Hebron into Bethlehem, where Masjid Al-Aqsa is, is about 35 k's. After Fajr, came outside the Masjid, and we were driving towards Masjid Al-Aqsa, and I told the driver, stop, there's an old man walking, and the old man had a stick. The driver stops, we ask the old man, where is he off to? He says, no, I'm going to Masjid Al-Aqsa, Mubarak. And we offered him a lift, and he refused. He says, no, while I'm alive and my legs can take me, I will walk. Because you are going to deprive me of the amount of law that I'm going to make to go to masjid. I still told the driver, Wallahi, this was a kramat. He got noch sicke vooroors kom daarby by Beitel Magdus. We cannot distance ourselves from the suffering of humanity. And I always say, that's only, it is only if you yourself and myself comes from a difficult background, then it becomes easy to, to acknowledge the difficulties of others. My dear brothers in Islam, the listeners of Voice of the Cape, what do we do when the entire world is pushing against you? What do we do? We have an historical background of the kind of suffering. We have witnessed it all. If you were colored and black and you travel to Johannesburg or Durban and you stop along the, the freeway, Liuchamka, Colesburg, these places, you, you want to buy yourself a cold drink, you must go around the back because you are not white enough to go around the front. Our elderly people will tell us, but that is the truth. That is what we have experienced. All over public places, blancas, ni blancas. Whites, non-whites. I recall I grew up in Weinberg on the station. Then on the bench it says, Ni blanca, non-whites, a net blanca. By the word net blanca, the beef and blanca under in the kranachi, it will have uitgekrapt to stand a net blanca. We cannot deny the fact that apartheid had a devastating effect on our lives. And that is why we find even today blackish door Lavender Hill and all that. Never ever before in the history of mankind did so many people ever die as at this present time now. Hundreds of people on a daily basis are fleeing their countries. In Somalia, they have what we call the uh, Boko, the, uh, no, Boko Haram is in Nigeria. 
Ashabab. Ashabab under the name of the youth. Bent on destructing and destroying everything. But not in the name of Islam. You can do it, but not in the name of Islam. Because Allah reminds us in the deen, in the law of Islam, this is the best deen for you. Islam is a perfect way of life. We have just come from Ramadan. The whole month we heard, La'allakum tattakun, la'allakum tattakun. What is the maqsad, the objective of fasting? So that you may attain piety, that you may attain taqwa. You can fast from now until the day of judgment if you are not humanity conscious. If you are not humanity conscious, you will not reach the climax of God consciousness. My dear brothers, we pray to Allah in the hour of Jummah that all over where the Muslims and human beings are finding, are finding themselves in difficulties, that Allah must shower His wings of mercy and relief. And I believe, I believe that it is a, it is a matter of time that the floodgates of freedom and peace will flow into the land of Palestine. The same kind of determination from our young blood in our country, South Africa, that freed this land from the, from the cracks of apartheid. If we can have that, once again, I believe we are going to be in the front line of the liberation of Palestine. Sharing, you know, it's good, it's very good if you are able to, to go and visit Masjid Al-Aqsa. In particular in Ramadan, you will see what, what is everything that is within the Quran, you will practically, physically experience it. People who have nothing, they have nothing but they have everything to share with you. Sometimes it becomes a language barrier for those who don't understand Arabic. But the language of kindness comes out strongly. The love that these people have, these people have to offer. It's amazing. One will never say that this is the people that their entire lives are destroyed. Today, we can enjoy the comfort of our homes. We can make Juma Salah, Salah every day in a peaceful environment in this country, which is not a Muslim country. And we pray for Allah to bring about the same in the Muslim world so that our suffering people can retain a life of normality. But it is difficult to function. You cannot function in your home. You cannot function in the school because the schools are bombarded. And these, these crime, crime mongers, they blame one another. The Quran says to us that they, the Yahud and the Nasara, 
They blame one another. They say, no, it's not us, it's them. وَقَالَتِ الْيَهُودِ لَيْسَتِ النَّصَارَ عَلَى شَيْءٍ وَقَالَتِ النَّصَارَ لَيْسَتِ الْيَهُودُ عَلَى شَيْءٍ The Jews blame the Nasara, the Nasara blame the Jews. وَلَن تَرْضَى أَنْكَ الْيَهُودِ وَلَن نَصَارَى حَتَّى تَتَّبِعَ مِلَّتَهُمْ They will never ever be satisfied with you unless or until you change over to their way of life. What is their way of life? Their way of life is to maim, to kill and to murder without consciousness. And I take full, I take full cognition of the fact of my words that I'm saying here today. But Allah commands of me to speak the truth. In South Africa, we had what we called the, the truth. What? The Truth Reconciliation Commission. But all the scavengers who have robbed us of our people, our loved ones, are walking the streets free. They collude with one another. Look at Russia. Where is Russia now? And we will never forget what Russia has done to Afghanistan. How they invaded Afghanistan and massacred and raped the woman, the Muslim woman in Afghanistan. But also we don't forget that the Russians got one hell of a hiding from the Afghan people. If you go for Hajj, look at the people of Afghan, the elderly people. Krom rug met the stok. En soek om hulle uit die berge uit. But these are the people that gave the Russians a hiding of their life. Then last year, Russia invaded Ukraine. And the world was up in arms about the invasion of Ukraine. And then they said, no, we must take Russia to the ICC, the International Criminal Court. Who? Who and what is the International Criminal Court? The International Criminal Court is all these connivers, the Americans, the British and the French, who are bent down on destroying the last bit of Islam. But wallahi, the dunya will fakhan, but Islam will remain. This is the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Guantanamo Bay. How many Muslim captives are still in Guantanamo Bay? Guantanamo Bay. After the invasion of Iraq, and look at the systematic strategy that they used. They went into Iraq under the, under the pretext of weapons of mass destruction. 10, 15 years later, we're still trying to find out where is this weapons. It's just, it's just not surfacing. The bottom line is the West. Their allies, including Obama, Mubarak. The agenda is to usurp the richness that the, law, the, the, the land have in the Muslim world. Years after the demise of, Husni, of, of what Saddam Hussein, they are still there. They are still in Afghanistan. They are still in Iraq. And it tells us that this agenda is to see that the last drop of the Muslim brotherhood will fall. 
But by Allah, the more they take down and the more they take out, the more they rise all over the world. Because the, 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 this Islam is unstoppable. The rahmah, the mercy of Islam is unstoppable. And so today, we pray to Allah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala must shower his wings of relief in the lands of those that are suffering. Allah must bring about rapid chains so that our people can retain their life and to live a normal life. It is extremely difficult to live a normal life in an abnormal environment. So we pray to Allah. Allah, remove dictatorship from the world and replace them with true leadership that one day our children will become good leaders because tomorrow we are going to be gone. We are going to be gone and we don't want and we pray that our children never ever experience the might that the hold of apartheid had on our people in South Africa. I want to take this opportunity in thanking the committee of this masjid. And please, brother, give this a strong consideration. If you have a penny or two, give it to the house of Allah. This masjid, to those who came late, is in an unfortunate position. But Allah looks after his own house. This is an area that has got no neighborhood, neighbors. Yaka Anasi masjid fall, the blacky has fallen, Amalai. So it becomes dependent on us. We hope and pray, inshallah, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, all our hujads that were brave, that left their homes to go and perform hajj, that Allah will return them safely back to their loved ones. Wa akhiru da'wan, alhamdulillah, rabbil alameen, jazakumullahu khairan.